This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week, we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. Today is National Cubano Day, but before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on, and with the indigenous communities of that area. So today, August 23rd, is Cubano Day, and to celebrate, I am going to be talking to my good friend Andrew Henderson about his love of this very good sandwich. If you're not familiar, the Cuban sandwich or Cubano is a variation on a ham and cheese made with ham, roasted or smoked pork, Swiss cheese, pickles, and mustard on Cuban bread, which is not entirely unlike a baguette or a ciabatta in shape, and typically pressed like a panini. It originated among Cuban immigrant workers in Florida, and, like any tasty local food, sparked a rivalry between folks in Miami and Tampa about whose version of the sandwich is best. Some people put lettuce and tomato on it, some people add salami for a little extra kick, but the one thing everyone can agree on is that the Cuban sandwich is delicious enough to deserve its own holiday. So, call up your local sandwich shop, order yourself a Cubano right now, and kick back and enjoy this episode of No Bad Food. And my guest on this week's episode of No Bad Food is the one, the only Andrew Henderson. Andrew is one of the co-hosts of Debate This and The Ploose is Loose, uh, one of my absolute favorite video game podcasts and one of my absolute favorite Disney Plus content podcasts slash the only Disney Plus <laughs> content podcast I listen to. Andrew, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Tom. It's, it's good to be here. I mean, look, I there is a lot of Disney Plus content out there. Disney Plus, like talking heads content out mm-hmm. there so if anybody if for anybody any one person to say like this is my favorite that's a huge win for me <laughs> i get that that's how i feel yeah being in the food world where it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i personally listen to like six or seven food podcasts that right. i think are better than my own so if people like mine the most that's great you have to you have to consider yourself like a curator 
of content, but also a content creator. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like the Spark Notes version of like, here's what all of the other seven YouTubers are talking about. Well, that's it. it. You know, people, people don't listen to podcasts for necessarily fresh information that they've never heard before. They listen for the personalities yeah. of the people on the shows. And so, you exactly. know, I am the only podcast host who is me. And hopefully that works for people. <laughs> if if you if you if you need a pitch, right? We may not be the first, we may not be the most educated or even the best, but we're like a less problematic e bombs world of Disney plus Marvel content. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well there's something for you. <laughs> that's gotta be for somebody. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so obviously, you know, we're here to talk about food. Uh we are going to talk more at length about one specific food in a bit but before we dig into that i always like to get my guests to kind of introduce themselves a little bit and talk about like their relationship with food writ large so how about you tell us a little bit about yourself i would love to so outside of my my podcasting stuff um i am i have so i recently bought a house this past year and i thought that I would get into more into cooking with the pandemic and everything. I think on the last time on the show, I was very optimistic and I said something like, yeah, I'm so looking forward to like diving in all these cookbooks. So fast forward, um, narrator, it didn't happen. And uh, <laughs> I, I, have, I have actually gone the opposite direction and have lived exclusively on Uber Eats mm-hmm. for the last eight months of my life, which, uh, you know, I keep telling myself is fine and I have to let, and I have to let that be okay. But I uh, I love sandwiches. I love sandwiches. I love sandwiches so much. Um, my partner makes fun of me because uh, she says all the time, I don't understand how you can eat a sandwich every day for lunch. And I do. And uh, if I like if I had one food, like it would be sandwich. It is it is the greatest thing that we have. And uh, the greatest sandwich is the Cubano. Okay. So there's why would I not? Right? I mean, it's it's accurate. Sure. So why would I not want to come on on, the, on your show and talk about the Cubano? Um, that's so, it. I'm, I'm I podcast and I love sandwiches. That's really the only interesting stuff about me. These are two facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, I'm curious. So right out the gate, obviously, yeah, we're talking Cubanos today. So what I know about the Cubano as a sandwich, the Cuban sandwich, uh, is that it is typically a variation of a ham and cheese. Usually there's pickle. Usually there's Swiss cheese, mustard, two kinds of pork, right? So ham, roasted pork. And it's on uh, traditionally on Cuban pressed bread. But, you know, you make it with what kind of bread you got sometimes, depending on where you are. Um, I know it originated among Cuban workers in Florida. You're not from Florida, so how did you become passionate about this kind of sandwich? Um, excellent question. I think, so like, Cubano, it's a, let's be honest, it's a fancy panini. Sure. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just a spicy panini. So there was like, I think there was a time in just like middle America, it was just like, everyone was just crazy about paninis for six months. Like that's all, like every... Every like every like middle twenty something uh, millennial was getting a panini press. Like everyone was right. just panini crazy down here, and uh, and I don't know why, but it just like again for like it was overnight. Everybody had a Cubano. Like every every place that had sandwiches had had a Cubano, and then they had the usual like buff chick wrap 
which is my shorthand for buffalo chicken wrap, sure. which is a not very good shorthand. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the, the usual staples, the chicken salad. But it was like, Cubana was always here. And, and it was just like, big panini press was was selling out panini presses left and right. So they were everywhere. Right. And uh, my, you know, my, um, I guess if you want to say my origin story, my origin story is uh, in college, I managed a, a Jimmy John's. Okay. Which like, you want to talk about problematic companies in America? <laughs> Holy cow! But but you know it was like I always say like it was it was the most fun job I ever had because you know you get up and I I woke up at like four in the morning and and would just like bake bread. This was my year after college, and I would just bake bread and I would listen to to punk rock at you know five thirty in the morning and it was great. It was amazing, and uh, I I really de- like weirdly enough like running this crappy fast food chain developed a love for like making sandwiches sure and uh yeah and uh so i also while that specifically developed a hatred for mayonnaise okay (laughs) um so those two things together like then kind of like evolved to like only have mustard right on my sandwiches so the cubano for me is just a perfect blend of smoked meat cheese spicy pickle mustard yeah that's it so it it, i i don't want to say it's the perfect sandwich but it's the perfect sandwich for me sure well and i think that that like that's almost more important right like i don't think that we can really name a perfect sandwich categorically like i I think it's the blt but like not for me necessarily Mm -hmm. right like i think that there's you know there's too much that goes into that to really be able to label it. But I think that, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> it's funny you bring up the thing about, like, you know, when everybody got a panini press and everybody was making Cubanos. I, uh, our upstairs neighbor, who I miss dearly, she left like a year and a half ago, but lived above us for years before that. Um, when she was moving away, had a bunch of stuff she was getting rid of. And she was like, oh, hey, do you want like a George Foreman panini press because I have one that I've literally (laughs) never taken out of the box. So before I bother moving it to a new house and not taking it out of the box, do you guys just want it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get so into paninis. And uh, (laughs) we made Cubanos two or three times and then uh, put it back in the box and put it away. And (laughs) And that was, it was, it was a great 2017. I'm sure. I, I think, <laughs> to be fair, I think it was 2019. But yeah, fair, okay. um, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe different timelines. It, it didn't reach Canada until 2019. Yeah, exactly. We're a little bit further away from Florida, despite you know half the population of Montreal going to Florida every winter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I get it. It it is a truly wonderful sandwich. I think having the mustard play with the pickle is, and this isn't profound or anything, but I think it's just such a like time honored perfect combination you know mm-hmm. like there's a reason that it is those are both on cheeseburgers and cheeseburgers are good those are both on cubanos are and cubanos are good like pickle and mustard i mean you know think about southern food right mustard based sauces are a thing pickles yeah. with your barbecue is a thing it's yeah yeah, it, super is. yeah it's amazing it's a really good combo it's, it's it's just like it stems from the same so i i, I tell people a lot like as a joke like i love okay so the last time i was on your show i talked about sauerkraut for like 45 minutes right yeah i love offensive food sure (laughs) and 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 the the brinier the the more vinegary Mm -hmm. the better like i'm right i'm I'm down now here's the question though well are you are you tom are you like pro mustard or you are you anti-mustard as a kid i was very anti-mustard sometime in my adult life that changed and now i put mustard on everything 
Okay. Now, is it yellow mustard, stone ground, or the Dijon? I'm a I'm a yellow mustard person. Um, okay. Same. I will sometimes do the grainy stuff. I will sometimes do the like processed Dijon. I don't love either of them. I'm I'm really a yeah. yellow mustard person. Same same here. Um, I like yeah I like yellow mustard for the same reason that I like pickles. Right. Um, now it's interesting for the Cubano. I think that's one of the few situations where a more like pungent Dijon or stone or or brown or stone ground like the like the the little balls mm-hmm. it actually works because for the same reason it kind of like brings out not just the pickles but the pork sure. because that's the other thing it's not just two kinds of pork it's smoked pork shoulder right which is like one delicious but two powerful right <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it will it will just kick the shit out of like a boring mayonnaise any day yeah absolutely well and i do think like so not every pickle obviously they're just gonna you know there's there are so many different ways to make pickles pickles Mm -hmm. are a fascinating food to research historically (laughs) um pickles interestingly were not really a thing in any kind of american food culture until jewish immigrants started bringing them over to the tenement buildings in like the lower east side of manhattan you know a couple hundred years ago or whatever uh to the point where you know New Yorkers were reporting on, you know, the pickle-eating habits of the New York Jews and saying that it was a, <laughs> an absolutely horrendous thing that they were eating. <laughs> Good stuff. Look it up. Um, but yeah, uh, the pickle has become, you know, such a beautiful and varied thing since then. And a lot of the pickles that I buy do have mustard seed floating in the jar with them. So it's like already oh. part of the brine. Um, so I think that in that respect, it makes sense to me to have kind of a grainy mustard on the sandwich with it. Because like... I don't know. They play together nicely, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're complementary colors, if you will. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I get that. I think that I think that the power of this sandwich is with pork being such a kind of, I don't know if I want to call it rich or lean or what the word is that I'm looking for, but it really, yeah. it's like a, it's got body, I guess. It's I got body. Well, and, it, and it's, yeah, let me help you. Cause I, I, yeah. I, I also can't put it to words because it, it's not, it's not the ham, right? Like a ham, right. like you can do like a ham and cheese sandwich and then whatever. Yeah. It is specifically that cut of pork. Right. That's like, while pork is really lean, that cut of pork, the pork shoulder is really, is pretty fatty right. for, for pork. And it, it is the most like umami of, of the pork meats. Yeah. I think of the cuts. <laughs> I've never, I've never, man, I've never dissected pork this much, but it's like <laughs> almost, it is like the texture of a beef brisket. Yeah. Well, and it it without it being beef, yeah. And I think that you're right that it is like it's the fattiness of it, right? That like yeah, having the sort of fatty meat on there makes it. I I think richer is the word I'm going to go for here. It gives it a richness yeah. that ham alone doesn't have. But as we know, man cannot live by ham alone. Um, so you got to right. add the the extra pork to it. And I think that rich stuff is kind of asking to be cut through by acid a little bit and i think that that's where the pickle and the mustard like hit it nicely right is that if you get the balance right you should in every bite be able to get you know the ham the the pork shoulder the mustard the pickle and have that kind of perfect blend happening where like the richness of the pork doesn't overwhelm you because you've got that acid cutting through it yeah it's it is this combination of any individually any of those ingredients are like eh but just together the the saltiness of the ham the 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 richness of the fork the pork the 
that pork, like even the greasiness of the pork, and then and then wrapped all together, the Swiss cheese, mm-hmm. which like again, Swiss cheese is kind of a disgusting cheese, but but <laughs> but inherently brings out smokiness, right? Like it just yeah, it just, it just works. Like it it is a very very specific but very comprehensive combination of ingredients. What um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of bump on that what makes you yeah call swiss cheese disgusting i'm curious i well, love swiss cheese i know i know L- listen listen like again self-described sandwich fan i i have never been a hater of swiss cheese my dad ate it i remember my dad eating swiss cheese like every single day and i i just okay so listen i just bought like stuff some slices at the store the other day and the last three sandwiches i've had I'm like, oh, this tastes like garbage. Like, why? And I thought that the ham that I bought was old, mm-hmm. and and then I I bought like brand new stuff, and I've like taste I've tested it like three other three other combinations. <laughs> like, this all tastes like dog shit. Like, what is happening? Right. Um. And I don't. And it was the Swiss cheese, man. Like, I don't know. Oh, it, it, that's yeah. A it's really depressing. It's a super bummer because I I I have loved Swiss cheese forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's you know second favorite. Like, it's pepper jacked and Swiss cheese. Like, those okay. are my go tos. Yeah, so um, it sounds like maybe just the most recent Swiss cheese you bought was a bad batch, and I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm really sad, but kind of hating on Swiss cheese right now. Twenty twenty one is the year of not liking Swiss cheese. I guess you know I get that. Every once in a while, I had a bad shrimp once, and uh, yeah. So like, if you don't properly like clean the shrimp, it can have kind of a. I mean, there's shit in the shrimp, right? Like when you buy shrimp, yeah. spoilers to anyone listening who doesn't know this, <laughs> but when you buy shrimp, there's shit in it and uh, it's supposed to be cleaned out. And sometimes it's pre-cleaned when you buy it, which is great. Um, but I think this one time when I was in high school, I had a bad shrimp that just hadn't been cleaned properly. And you know, the smell of a horse, like yes. the distinct, like, oh, that's a horse kind of smell yes. that you can smell from blocks away. And you're like, ah, oh, we're, we're entering the part of town where horse lives. Um, <laughs> that's what the shrimp tasted like. And then I couldn't eat shrimp oh, for no. years afterward because I had this oh, like, no. I would look at shrimp and be like, I don't know that that's not going to taste like horse. And uh, yeah. I got over it eventually. But I, I can see, uh, oh. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the problem with that's cheese. unfortunate. I feel like cheese, by virtue of being a product that is already fermented, if you get if you eat some cheese that has gone bad, it's so devastating and it can be yeah. so hard to build that trust back up again. So I hope that yeah, you what were am I, able to work through that. What am I going to do? Drive <laughs> three minutes away to the grocery store and get more cheese? Come on. <laughs> Absolutely not. How far are you from Wisconsin? That might be your best bet. <laughs> hey, it's the mid-roll. If you're enjoying the show so far, make sure to hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so that you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. For every new rating and review I get during the month of August, I'll be donating $2 to The Depot, my local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need. So by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 of good to people who need it. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six, so if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. Now that this show's been heavily focused on food for a while, I went back and noticed that most of our existing Apple podcast reviews are super outdated and talk about the show like it's a comedy podcast and also misgender me. I use they them pronouns now exclusively, so if you you've left a review in the past, take this opportunity to go update it, and I'll include that as a new review, even if it's technically just an update of an old one, because accurate reviews that don't misgender me are more helpful than outdated ones that do. 
too. Yay. Lastly, if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to last week's episode where my guest Matt Cole and I talked about the famous German sausage bratwurst, what makes them delicious, and how I spent the better part of a weekend making my own by hand, go queue it up and listen to it after you finish this one. It's a really fun episode, and uh, I go into kind of disgusting detail about how the sausage gets made, so if that's interesting for you, go check it out. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get back to my conversation with Andrew Henderson. Okay, ideal world. You have all of the money, all of the time and the resources. You can get whatever bread, whatever cheese, get your ham and your pork and your pickles and your mustard from wherever you want. You can have whoever you want prepare it for you. (laughs) There's there's no holds barred. If you want Bobby Flay to make you a Cubano, (laughs) Bobby Flay will make you a Cubano. What's your dream sandwich? Oh, man. Uh, I think... I don't know how like cliche of an answer this is or not, but I'm a I'm a big fan of the YouTube channel Binging with Babish. Sure. Um, I bought I bought his first cookbook, and in that cookbook is like the first selection is the Cubano. Um, one of his like I think his like third or fourth video was the Cubano from the movie Chef. Okay, which like <laughs> he is a big fan of. I don't really care about. Sure. Um, but that's like whatever. It's fine. I mean, I like John Favreau. It's, he's fine. Yeah. Um, he was great in Spider Man. He was great in he was great in MCU, um, <laughs> but his video of making the Cubano was the closest I ever got to actually wanting to make a Cubano from scratch. Mm. Again, have not, most likely will not. <laughs> sure, but it's definitely the closest that I've got to wanting to replicate it myself. Mm. And he is he is like he is one of those people like when he makes a sandwich, you know that he's like into it. Mm-hmm. Like there's, he makes a lot of things, but like he is always into sandwich and, uh, and that sandwich, like years later, like in his book, he says like still like one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. So my answer is the binging with Babish guy, make me the Cubano that you made to replicate the one from chef. I like that. I like, I I like having a very specific like answer to that. I think that's cool. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think that there is something to that, right? Like when you can tell that someone loves making the thing that they're making and then yeah like it looks good on top of that i don't know i I think you can't get you can't beat that yeah 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 it it's i mean again like cliche like made with love like it's like made with like actual passion sure um interestingly enough his cubano doesn't be i think probably because he just didn't have the the equipment Mm. he didn't he didn't smoke his pork he actually um roasted it Okay. Uh, over like over, over a couple days. Sure. Um, interestingly enough, so I I would be curious if the smoke, if the lack of the smokiness, like how different that is mm-hmm. in yeah. the overall like combination. I I don't know. I mean, I I know just off Wikipedia, and now you know take this with a grain of salt. Um, sure. But Wikipedia calls it roasted pork. Mm. Um, now I I agree, smoked pork top tier but i think that it's possible that it's not like it doesn't definitionally have to be smoked in order for it to be like good i think the ham is probably always smoked by default so maybe there's different degrees of that but i could see like you know a really nice roasted pork being a good uh Mm -hmm. a good solution when we were making them here we (laughs) it was around the same time that i had just gotten into smoking uh with my charcoal grill for the first time so i just smoked some extra right right you know brought that upstairs and we used it over the course of a couple of days but yeah i think i don't know i could see it i could see rose pork sounds good to me okay well let me let me flip the question back on you sure the one of the two of us who actually cooks 
What is the best sandwich that you have made? Ooh. I am not very good at sandwiches. I'm going to start by okay. saying that. Like, I, I can right. make a passable sandwich. I can absolutely, you know, make a sandwich that will taste fine, be good, whatever. I am not a sandwich artist. <laughs> and I don't just mean that in the, like, I've never worked at Subway. But, like, I, yeah. I also just, I don't, it's not, it's not where I shine. But my favorite sandwich right now because uh, i'm gonna mm. i'm gonna take it that direction i think just in terms of like if i had to ask anyone to make me a sandwich um yeah. it's not specifically a cubano uh i don't know that anyone where i am sells them uh, they might i have yet to find one um, but my favorite sandwich right now is uh from a place called cafe 92 in my neighborhood that i used to work next door to and no longer do but every day when i had a shift at the pizza place i used to work at i would go to cafe 92 and i would get a coffee and i would get a ham and cheese sandwich uh on a croissant with a like black pepper mayo and lettuce tomato and spinach and it was heavenly it was uh love that yeah or no no lettuce just tomato and spinach i think yeah that is my like absolute favorite sandwich yeah you know simple classic good that's it that's it but i uh it's funny i am with you in terms of like not being a huge mayonnaise person i yeah if I had to go between mayonnaise and mustard, I'd go mustard. But I think that the black pepper in this specific mayonnaise saves it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a teetotaler when it comes to, to mayo. <laughs> um, like I'll I'll eat like chicken salad, egg salad, mm-hmm. and stuff. And and when when mayonnaise when mayonnaise is 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 appropriate, sure, uh, I'll have it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can you can tolerate it. You just don't seek it out. Correct. Yeah. I get that. I I have. There's a textural thing with mayonnaise that I don't like that I find yogurt yeah. has as well, where like when I eat it, mm. it coats my mouth in a way that I super don't appreciate. Ooh, yeah, I get that. I super get that. Yeah. And and I think like I have a little bit of like a sensory issue. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's diagnosable. I don't know. Um, where like I'm, I'm more sensitive to textures and to feeling things on my body than a lot of people um and i find that that mayonnaise and yogurt are one of those things that just always hits that in a really negative way for me so if mayonnaise is in something it has to be in a small enough quantity that i can taste it but not feel it and uh yeah yeah mustard doesn't have that problem so step up your game mayonnaise (laughs) mayonnaise and sour cream skeeve me out i don't know why (laughs) cream cheese on the other hand i have no issue with I, i don't know yeah, no. I, I'll eat cottage cheese every day, but sure, straight out of the tub, no. straight out of the tub, baby. Cool, like a freaking monster. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Actually, you get a lot of black pepper on that. Ooh, ooh, all right. Yeah, yeah. I yep. don't hate that. I don't hate yeah. that. Well, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Um, do you have any final thoughts on uh, the Cuban sandwich before uh, before we wrap up? It's so good. I love them. I'm not, I'm gonna go order one from Uber Eats. Hashtag not an ad. <laughs> uh right now actually um yeah it's spicy panini go get you a spicy panini do it yeah i feel you that that is the most frustrating thing is like i am very broke right now and a large part of why i am broke is because montreal is going through a heat wave uh well and also you know capitalism like (laughs) yeah it's all of the all of the usual yeah um i had started to rely heavily on you know daddy trudeau's government money and it uh got decreased recently by a significant amount and uh i wasn't ready for that um so now i'm in this awkward period between good government money and good student financial aid 
uh, where August is just a bad month. Um, but the other reason is because we are just, you know, I just constantly do Uber Eats because it's too hot to go to the grocery store. And because when you have a toddler going to the grocery store is a pain in the ass. And because for whatever reason, the grocery store that's close to us never has good meat. Like their meat is always like rancid and everything oh, else is good. No. But it's like, if I'm going to get meat, I have to go to the other grocery store that's like twice as far away. And it's a whole thing. Um, so I feel you on the Uber Eats thing. I It really makes me curious about, like, I know we're constantly shitting on Jeff Bezos and Amazon for, like, existing and being as, like, every day for a lot of people as it is. But I sort of feel like Uber Eats is riding those coattails a little bit. Yeah, it super is. And I, it's one of those things, like, I really do try to vote with my wallet. And, and I don't want to, you know, sponsor companies that I don't agree with. It's just, it's so goddamn convenient, Tom. Mm-hmm. It's so convenient. <laughs> yeah until you do the math <laughs> well that's the see that that's the strategy yeah. you never look at you have your no. partner do all the finances and you never look at it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, uh, on that note, do you have anything you want to plug before I let you go? Yeah, I mean, Not look, I mean if you're listening if you're looking at listening to this show, you've probably heard about Debate This before. Uh, we're a comics and video game show. We talk about, we ask the, the hero questions everyone else is afraid to ask, like, what if uh, Kirby ate a Metal Gear boss or whatever? That's a fun time. We laugh. We cry. We mostly laugh. And uh, we, as we mentioned at the top of the hour here, we have a newer show called The Plus is Loose where we break down all of the Marvel shows on Disney Plus. So we just, as of this recording, released the first episode for What If, the new animated series, which is very interesting. Uh, if you're into Marvel, go check it out. Um, we are, we kind of, we try to tr- co-travel with the episodes, but also we'll talk enough about it so you don't have to have known all the, the prior stuff. So yeah, enjoy it. Both very good shows. I will co-sign that recommendation. I would Thank highly you. recommend checking them out. Uh, Andrew is actually one of the hosts of Debate This. So I am actually one of the hosts of debate this. Um, <laughs> I will that forever. Was, that was forever. That's a very funny bit. It's a very funny bit. I mean, look, like I like to consider left trigger, right trigger as our, like our sister show. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, they're just the, the urban version of <laughs> or the, well, yeah, the, they're, uh, they're the New York the and New you guys England? are New York. And yeah, yeah. They're, they're the New York debate this. And yeah. you guys are the Midwestern left trigger, right trigger. Yeah, we're, we're ranch flavored left trigger, right trigger. <laughs> Well, hey, thank you again. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Always a pleasure. Happy National Cubano Day. Hey, happy National Cubano Day. Eat one. And that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening to No Bad Food. Do you want to join the conversation? Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at NoBadFoodPod. If you like this episode and want to help me make the show even better, you can head to Patreon.com slash NoBadFoodPod to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall, and Carlea, Thomas, George, Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Chantal, and David. Patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks, including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show. So if that's exciting for you, you can head to Patreon.com slash NoBadFoodPod to make it happen. We also have merch and you can hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at t public and of course you can support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend our theme music is by zach ingles and our cover art is by david flam you can find links to support both of them as well as links to everything andrew wants you to check out in the description of this episode and last but certainly not least this show is produced and edited by me tom zalatni as part of the upford network you can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com see you next week you understand It just takes a little time It takes a little time
I'm Tefra Jemian, the producer and host of the Yeah Podcast, a young adult lit review podcast focusing on amplifying the diverse voices in YA literature. Join us as we dig into the world of young adult books, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah! Podcast, available through the Upward Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah! If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else.